Welcome back to The Grinder, folks. I'm with James Chapman, as usual. Well, for the most of the time, I'm with James Chapman. The other half of the time, I'm having to do this podcast by myself, and it's it's really upsetting. However, good morning, James. Good morning. Uh, wanted to jump into a few things here. One, you just had some good news. What's that good news? Uh, yeah, I got uh, I got appointed as the vice chair of the Downtown Development Authority for Covington. So, And that's cool. pretty awesome. That's, yeah. that's some big wig stuff there, pal. It doesn't mean anything if I don't do anything with it. So hopefully I'm going to be able to um, do some good for the community. Yeah. And you know what? So you know what they say? You are not pulled up to leadership levels. You are lifted up by the ones that are your peers and the ones under you. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of that is making it easier to be lifted up. And how do you do that? Well, number one. Be a good person. Be kind. Remember people's names. Do the things that you're supposed to be doing, right? People want to be around and they want to be led by people who they are inspired by, who they like, and who they who they can associate with, right? Right. And so, you know, you are a lot of those things. Well, I appreciate that. So, <clears throat> you know, I just will say uh, – I definitely don't want to overthink it. I mean, Hey, look, it's a, it's a job that doesn't pay, but hopefully if you got some, you want to, you want the things you do that pay you money to go further, like do also don't hesitate to do the things that don't pay you money. There's still a return. Yeah. You know, try to make a difference. Um, so, you know, basically when I take things like that, I've served on some different boards and chair positions and, you know, I would just say when you do that, always expect this is coming from a rookie. Okay. So take it as that always expect to do uh, a lot of, a lot of work with no appreciation. If you're doing it for appreciation, don't take it. Cause most time there's not just do it, do it well for yourself and uh, try to make a difference. For sure. For sure. And you know, it's important to look at, you know, the, the things that we do as business owners and um, employers, uh, we have a position where we change people's lives, right? We get to give people opportunities that, um, you know, not everybody's looking for, but in a lot of circumstances, we give those opportunities where other people aren't given opportunity. And it's also important to, you know, we do talk about this as far as like balance goes and, and being able to do the same thing when you get home. But there's another tier to that where it's your community, right? And it's important to ask yourself, and this is not something that I ask myself a lot, and it's something that I'm looking into because, you know, we just, what you just brought up there was, hey, you know, what are you doing to make a difference? And not just at home, not just in, your, in the work that you do, but in a community, 
And it's important to ask yourself, you know, in the past six months, what have you done for your community or the people in your community? How do you, how do you see the people in your community? Like, what is, what is your thought process when you see people on the street? You know, do you see the world or your community as a negative factor? Like, you know, a few months ago, one of my guys got robbed at a gas station, right? And it, I'm sure that it changed his perception of the community. But it's important to understand on the other half of that, that not everybody is that way. And it's important to, if you continuously go in this, this thing where you wake up and, and you go out into the world and you're like, oh man, there's some really nasty people out there. It's also important to understand that there's a lot of good that happens on a regular basis. And how do you make sure that, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's a lot more good than bad. Always. But, Always. But to that, it's like we talked about before, finding money on the ground. You're talking about your dad's side. You find what you look for. Exactly. That's why the right. saying's always been there. Don't go out looking for trouble, right? Because I will tell you, if you're looking for trouble, you're going to find it, right? That's right? If you go out looking for the bad around you, the crappy drivers, the um, uh, all the things, sexism, racism, all those things, you will find it, no doubt. And I'm not saying you ignore those things, but I, I'm just like you're saying, I'm encouraging you to look for the things that that feed you, that help right. you, you know, don't look for all the negatives. You will find it all. You yeah. know, I, and, I, if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Let me tell you what, you got it. The universe is going to give you exactly that. Cause that's all you think is your bad luck. Yeah. Not how fortunate you are, how blessed you are, how you got another opportunity. Right. And I know sometimes the way I talk, people probably think I wake up like a fucking asshole, just all roses and sunshine. Good morning. Like, I'm not that guy. I fell at this constantly. But, you know, it, the more I pay attention to this, kind of like I talked about, you know, the stop sign. The stop signs are a perfect example. How many times you pull up to a stop sign and somebody is literally, they were there two milliseconds before you or you hit at the same time and, and it's like who can jump first to be the first one to go because that extra half a second in their life is a game changer or they're flicking you off because you both try to go same. bro you need bigger problems or you need to focus on some good shit you're really flicking somebody off at a stop sign because you both got there at the same time or maybe somebody just made a mistake started edging forward and you had to hit your brakes they didn't yeah. hit you they didn't run into you they just, you had to, Oh, wait a minute. Whose turn is it? Yeah. And something that, that ties into that really well is understanding that there are bigger, there are bigger things that, that matter in, in the world that we're, that we live in. Right. And it's, you know, I find myself or I, back in the day when I first started driving, you know, going, continuing on this route. But when I first started driving, dude, I drove like an asshole. I'm sure, you know, this, you were my insurance agent. Right. Never let anybody over. It was scary times. Yeah. Never let anybody over. It was, I was the king of the road. Every, wherever I had to be was the only thing that mattered. Right. And as you, as you progress in life, you start realizing like, dude, this guy needs to get over. It's all right to let him over. Right. And yeah, there's, there's so many things that, that make up your mindset as you're going to work, as you're going to, um, you know, the school play or whatever it may be, or if you're, you're heading to an appointment and you're late, right? Understand that 
you know, we're all just trying to do the best that we can, majority of us. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's important to even touch on there is, you know, Carly and I had a conversation a few days ago that how business is progressing in the sense of, you know, professionalism, right. We're all starting to get this concept of like, dude, we're all people. Whereas back in the day, if you had tattoos, you were unprofessional. No one wanted to really associate with how you did business or whatever it may be, or you didn't get that job because of your tattoo. Whereas now, you know, you've got doctors who have tattoos out the yin yang and it's just the same. What is the, what is the yin yang? Uh, That would be your, your ass. Oh yeah. So going further into that, right. That the piece of there is like, it's, it's, we're all starting to realize that we're all people and we all have these certain things that, you know, make us human. We're a lot more the same than we are different, man. Yeah. You know, celebrate some differences. I'm with you, but man, let's fucking celebrate some stuff that, that brings us together. Like I said, I'm not saying the world's perfect or you should ignore things that happen, you know, like, but it just, you know, we, we, we go too far. I read an article yesterday that basically some information has been released from the IRS. I'm not exactly sure how they got that information. Oh, Addison's choking to death on his coffee. Uh, <laughs> released from the IRS is talking about the richest people in the world. It had Jeff Bezos. Did you hear about this? Have you seen the articles about it? Where they're basically saying the percent of taxes they paid? Negative. I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid. So real quick on this, all right? So they're like, well, um, one of these, Warren Buffett, he's worth like $110 billion, but he only paid tax on $21 million or $11 million last year or something. Well, that's all the money he made. That was his income, which is a lot of money uh, to, to, the, to us ordinary folks. Mm-hmm. But like, well, he's worth $110 billion. He should have paid a lot more money. Like you didn't pay tax. You didn't pay your, you didn't pay additional tax. You pay property tax. But if you own a home and your equity in your home goes up, I didn't pay more tax because the equity in my home went up. I didn't pay more tax because the equity in my business went up. I only pay it based off my income and my profit. Right. So like I made it, a lot of people were making money in the stock market playing around right now. Well, if you didn't cash that shit out, you didn't pay tax on it that's right maybe if you got a few dividends you paid some tax if you cashed it out you know you sold some stock you paid some tax but like and then they look at it dude there's people from wall street journal all kinds of things like these people are crooks them paying based off the tax and following the laws does not make them a crook like if you had $200,000. $200,000. So let's break it down. Let's say you have $200,000 in assets, which is not crazy. A lot of people own a house. They have equity. in it. Their equity in their house is way up right now. You did not pay more tax because the equity on your home's up. And let me tell you something. You think those guys, gals should pay more money based off their equity going up in something or the value of their businesses going up. Let me tell you, they're going to fucking hit you too. That's right. They're going to hit you when your equity goes up and the stuff you own, because that's what you're telling them to do to them. You know, it's, it's, it's a weird world we live in where people focus on like, because they've achieved something that it's bullshit. Yeah. But those are, those are also the same people that if, 
if you went and had a conversation, let's just say you, James Chapman. No, mm-hmm. let's not say you, James. Let's say the, the McDonald's worker who's making, you know, probably $10 an hour now is having a conversation with Jeff Bezos. And that McDonald's worker says, you know what? I'm going to make a billion dollars one day. Jeff Bezos is more than likely going to say, yeah, you, you, you can definitely do it, right? But if you had that conversation with the same, the same McDonald's worker had a conversation inside the McDonald's with another person, just a normal human being, and said, I'm going to make a billion dollars one day, that person's probably going to be like, bro, I don't think you understand. You're probably not going to do that, right? The yeah. difference between the mindset is <clears throat> one has already accomplished the certain things, right? And the other person has never accomplished those things. So it means it means more to this person, whereas the person who's already achieved it, they're like, yeah, dude, it's completely achievable. And yeah. it's the same thing. Like we see it, um, you know, with folks with million dollar homes and folks with $100,000 homes, you know, we see that type of mentality on a regular basis. Whereas you have the conversation like, man, I'm going to have a house like this one day. That million dollar homeowner is going to be like, yeah, dude, all you do is put in a little bit of work. Yeah. Versus the hundred thousands, like I'll never be able to, you know, yada yada yada. But that's it's just it's just mindset, dude. And and let me just tell, and then I'm gonna stop harping mm-hmm. on taxes, okay? Because here's the thing: your government's government is, bad. Your government is is they are very efficient at a few things: how to nickel and dime you, okay, and how to kill people. They're great <laughs> at killing people. All right, our military is amazing. God bless them. I love them. I was one of them. They're really great at killing people. All right. You come knocking on our door trying to cause trouble. We're going to fucking destroy you. All right. God bless it. All right. They're really good at that. All right. But they are horrible at budgets. Horrible at budgets. Okay. A billion seconds ago, Reagan was in office. A billion hours ago, was like, I don't know, turn of the century or something. Or no, billion hours ago, uh, Jesus walked the earth. A billion days ago, man was living in caves. But a billion dollars ago is 88 minutes for our government. 88 minutes. They burn a billion dollars. So to this, you want to talk about a problem with taxes? It's the spending they do. Secondly, income tax. You realize that's the biggest oppression you have? It's not Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk paying just off their income and not paying off their actual equity. You don't pay on that either. You just don't have any of it, which is a you problem, not a them problem. What the biggest issue for you is, is income tax. You pay income tax and turn around and spend your money and pay sales tax, which they had to ratify the Constitution to be able to do that after the Civil War. Think about that for a second. The founding fathers said you cannot tax income. And they came back 100 years later and said, we're fucking broke because we all tried to kill each other and we killed each other a lot. And now we're broke. We need income tax. So they ratified the Constitution to start charging income tax. Think about that shit for a second. All right. So that's your problem. That's all our problems. They fucking keep you in poverty because they are the largest hitter of your money you make. 
And then they fucking turn around and charge you sales taxes. It's going back out. You get double tax on what you earn. Jeff Bezos isn't doing that shit. Trust me, Jeff Bezos does not want you to pay income tax. Because guess what? If Jeff Bezos, if you didn't pay income tax, he wouldn't have to pay a portion of it. And you'd spend more money at fucking Amazon. That's a fact. I think I've ordered three things from Amazon this week. Oh, I'm talk about more money. <clears throat> Do what? I don't want to talk about how much I've ordered this week. It's been, yeah. I go through cycles with it. Yeah. And that, and that the truth, right? You, like you, <clears> some <throat> days you're just like, dude, I'm not ordering off Amazon. And then you won't touch it for a month. And yep. then you're like, oh shit, I have five things that I need to order right now. This, this week I've ordered 10 things off of Amazon easily. The Amazon has been in my house to make deliveries every day. And I, right. and I was like that. I hadn't ordered shit in a month. And all of a sudden it was just boom, boom, boom. Everything I need. All, right. all right. Big money. Yeah. It's uh. It's ridiculous. So, all right, that's my rant. Hey, but you find what you look for in the universe. If I talk about how taxes oppress me all the time, guess what? Taxes are going to fucking oppress me all the time. And I'm not even going to see what I'm able to achieve because guess what? I'm able to build equity in my home. I'm able to build equity in my company. I'm able to build equity through my stocks and my retirement accounts. All right? So, like, that's what I should be focused on. I'm just telling you not to be uh, uh, fucking blind to the truth. Do some research, but stay focused on the good things. There's a yes. lot of beautiful, man, life is beautiful, dude. It's so beautiful. It truly is. And that's why at first it was me. Now it's you. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's why I cut out the news. That's why I cut out, you know, if anybody's got anything negative to say or tell me about how something happened with this person or that person or, you know, Hey, look at this tragic event. I'm like, no, bro, it's not coming in my brain, not coming in my brain wave. Don't need it. I understand how bad shit gets. I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. at the end of the day, it's just like, I get it. Like I understand like shit can get real bad real quick, but I don't, I'm prepared for it. I'm just not, just not in the front of my mind anymore. Um, I am a little bit of a, I, I do disagree with you on the stuff you're talking about like uh, if the McDonald's guy walked up and said, I'll make a billion dollars. Um, yeah. Or if I walk, if you called me and said, Hey, I'm going to be a billionaire. I would just, my, my response to you would be like, I, you can do it. You can, anybody can. My question to you be, how the fuck are you going to do it? Well, that's a fact. You know, like that's, that's where I go to. Will I be a billionaire? The odds say absolutely not truth be told but can i build a hell of a living like i guess my point is it's weird i always put it back to this i've always called it the mtv society my age group man we grew up watching cribs on mtv yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> you remember that shit I and do. all that stuff right and i always think about like it's like all or nothing it's like either i can have all these things or i'm not gonna try it all I'm just going to mail it in every day. I'm just going to go do my job and I don't want anybody to put pressure on me, but I'll get a paycheck and I'll complain about it and I'll live for the weekends. And I, I just don't believe that way. I think if you want something, yes, go earn it. But like, there's a lot of people where they believe it's like all or nothing. Like I either can work really hard and get and be one of these things or I can't like, you know, there's, there's, there's probably, I'm not a big sports guy, but there's a lot of great football player, professional football players, professional baseball players that you've never, you don't even know. You don't even know their name. 
Yeah. But they're good guys and they're getting to live their dream. But they didn't say, well, I, I'm not going to be the best of it. Well, I can't be Michael Jordan, so fuck it. No, man, they're going to go out there and play a game they love. Go out there and play a game you love. Give 100% effort. And you may be the guy that, they, that never ends up on, on the highlight trail, never on the sports center, none of that shit. But you get to go out there and you get to walk with legends and you get to be part of that. And that's amazing to me, you know? The backup of the backup still makes about a hundred grand a year. So, I mean, you're, you're doing okay. You know, like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. That's right. I think you should go after it. Like it's all or nothing. Right. Like if I'm going to do this, I want to give the absolute best effort I can. Do I think what I do is going to make me a billionaire? No, it's not. But here's, I, here's, here's the thing for me is like, if, if you set it high enough and you, let's just say at the, at the end of your life, you're, you know, 90 years, 99 years old. And it's, you fell short by $500 million. Guess what, bro? You just made generational wealth. Yeah. What if you, but, but what if you fell short by $995 million? And like I said, you're still, you're still, you're still there. And that, that's, that's, that's my biggest thing is like, you know, I, I try not to tell too many people of, of where, how big this, this vision is of where this company goes, because, you know, I've opened it up to Carly and it, 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 it can make her uncomfortable where, where, how I see money and how I see things and how I see life and how I see generational wealth. And, you know, she was like, that's, that's a, that's a, you can do it, but that, that's a very big, broad scenario. And I'm like, Hey, look, guess what, bro? I'm, I'm here to pass this on down to generation to generation, just like, you know, my granddad did with, with the propane company. Um, yeah. you know, and, and that, that may have not happened the way that it, that, you know, the plan was, but at the end of the day, the goal here is generational wealth. And so, so, but I, I think that's the thing. Like some people, I'm not trying to be average in how I go about it, you know, but, but see, I think that's the thing where people get off, man. Like you're right. Well, you say that about your grandpa, but like, dude, your grandfather was amazing. It was, he was a fucking hardworking dude. Honestly, I don't. And I say this in no bad way. Honestly, I don't know how business savvy he was. I never was around him like that. Yeah. But he was an amazing guy. If I had to make a guess, he was really fucking sharp. Yeah. Really fucking sharp. Okay. Really? Go ahead. I wasn't behind door closed meetings. I think he had a lot of pride in what he did, how he went about it. He was a smart guy. He was conservative with his money. He he managed it well. And like he did stuff the right way always. That's the way it always came off to me. But always. look, look what he was able to do for the family, like, and how it moved forward and like hardworking folks that take pride in what they do. You know, I still remember we were at, uh, we were at Ron's for, I think Thanksgiving. And Mike was telling the story about how he was young in the business and he saw somebody do something wrong. And he went back later and told your grandfather, Hey, this guy did it wrong. He goes, well, why didn't you say something? He yeah. said, well, I'm the new guy. Like he's higher up in the company than me. I didn't want to be out of place. He's like, your name's on the fucking building. <laughs> your name's on the building. You, you're like, 
you need to be saying stuff. And I, that was a really, that was just really cool to me. You know I mean? Like that's the kind of pride you take in doing something. He did it for the pride and it being right. You know what? He wanted to probably go out in the community and be eating dinner somewhere and never have to worry about who he's going to run into. Cause he didn't owe anybody money. I'm sure. No, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing. What in turn, what did that do? It made him a lot of money. That's right. And, and the biggest thing is it wasn't just a lot of money because he made more friends than he ever did money. And that was the biggest thing that, you know, as, as I was growing up, it was always, you know, when you leave the house, you represent the Corbin name, right? And when, when you do something, the only thing you can take to your grave is your name. And that's the only thing that means anything in this world, right? You can make all the money in the world. And if you have a shitty name, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. So yeah, that, that, that was one of the biggest things that I've always, I've always stuck to. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the way that he did business, it was like, from, from the conversation that I had, you know, later in later years, but the conversations that I've had, it was like, you know, he borrowed the first tanker truck, right. And then leased it, you know, leased another one. And then he grew it from literally roots to, to trees. And that was the most inspiring thing that I've ever, ever heard coming from him that I'll never forget it. Like that, that whole memory will stay in my brain and it'll always have me pushing for more just because I understand where, where we come from and what is completely possible if you just put in the work. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Let me dude, tell you how I, I know I, he left a legacy. Like he left a legacy because you rarely can speak with him about him without getting choked up. <laughs> that tells me there's a fucking legacy there. Right. Like yeah. legit. That's a, that's a legacy, dude. That's a legacy. You know, so um, that that's amazing. That's just amazing to me. And it's, you know, perfect example of, of putting in the work, doing what it takes and getting it done. But back to the point, you know, yeah, shoot to be a billionaire. What, what if you, what if you end up, do you realize most um, baby boomer, boomer generations, like the, I don't know if it's the median or, uh, the main, I can't remember which one it is, but uh, so these numbers are kind of shot a little bit, but the average baby boomer and the average millennial have about the same amount of money in retirement. <laughs> so, you know, like <laughs> there's a whole generation out there that's kind of fucked. Yeah. And it could be, Andrew, it doesn't mean millennials are doing great. I'm just saying like staying attentive to that, um, you know, most millionaires, they retire from a company, man. They put in the work every day. They were conservative. They put into their retirement. They put into their stocks every day. And that paid them in the long run. And they waited it out. So what you think somebody retiring a millionaire, oh, my God, a millionaire. Like, that could be the guy next door. And you don't realize it because instead of, like, dicking around with his extra money or her extra money, maybe they – stayed sharp and, and invested in stocks long-term or bought that yeah. rental house. Right. And bought that second rental house, you know? So I don't know, man, 
I'm just saying it's not all or nothing. There's a lot of middle ground between being fucking broke and a billionaire. And I'm fine with landing up, landing somewhere on On the far right, on the far right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Come (laughs) on, man. But it's that. Yeah, no, it definitely comes back. And it's, it's about opening and expanding your brain just to the simple fact of what is completely possible because there's so many things that, that, that people don't even think about, right? They, there's a lot of folks in this world that would never even think about or think about even being making a hundred grand a year. Like, no, that's, that's not possible. But the moment that you say something is impossible, you continue to embrace that mindset and you continuously start accepting or your brain will start coming up with reasons why that is impossible. And the moment that you start thinking about the other end of that game where it's, hey, this is completely doable. We just got to find a way. You start opening up your mind to ways that it's possible or the ways that you can achieve certain things. Um, and then right now, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I'm trying to pass on to one of my dudes now is like, bro, you got this, you got this, this little, this little rock that you're, that you're stuck under and, and the world is, is so much bigger than where you're thinking it is. That's for sure, possible, man. Right. So, like, and I will tell you, learn about money. Like, balance your shit. <laughs> Even starting there, knowing what Profit you have, first. what you don't have. I don't care if you got ten dollars in your account right now. You need to know where that fucking ten dollars is at. You need to know it to the penny. Is it ten bucks or is it ten dollars and two cents? Because I can tell you right now, if I had ten dollars in my account, I'd know it was ten dollars and two cents, and I would know yep. everything I need to pay between now and when I get paid again to make it work. Facts. You know, you, you, that's why I'm so big. Like I'm trying to teach my kid about money, man. I have monthly training with my team here at the office. They get to choose the training. Like I have a list of trainings they can do from different insurance products to customer service things, all that consultative sales. Guess what one of them is? Personal budgeting. That's we right. sit down, I say, hey, look, and they think I got some grand scheme. You know what I do? I lay out this little spreadsheet. I'm like, hey, list your bills over here. Here's the months. Check, check. Check the little boxes as you go. That's the basis. Oh, hey, your savings account, that's a bill you pay every month. You got something else, that's a bill you pay every month. Then you make a goal of what you want to pay off early. And then you pay it off early. Then where are you going to roll that money? That easy, man. Yeah. I that run off a net easy. sheet or a uh, yeah. net worth sheet. So net worth sheet is like I know what my bills are. I know where I'm having to pay expenses. I know what I own. And I know as soon as I start paying off these certain things, that other right-hand side starts going up and up and up and up mm. and up. And that's, that's, that's how I keep track of it. But you know, everybody's different. And yeah. I always go off the mindset of like, Hey, if, if, if you're, if you're having to deal with some bills, you just need to make a little bit more cash. Yeah. Right. That's always the yeah, easiest I mean, you're, route. You're talking about the guy here. I dropped out of college. I worked odd jobs for a little bit while I was still in high school you know, and I mean, I worked as a trash man <laughs> hanging off the back of a trash truck at 15. Like, um, I was a little helper in a construction, uh, site. I mean, I, and then when I dropped out of college, I was cutting grass. I think I was making eight seventy five an hour, if I remember correctly. And I was an hour commute to do that every day. So living at home, um, and I was making eight seventy five an hour. And then I got into insurance. I just got lucky. And I, let me tell you, I was broke for a while. 
But, you know, I remember when I hit a certain number, I was running things and I added it all up. And Danielle can, I don't know if she'll remember, she might try to block it out. But I remember walking in the living room and like, like I got emotional. I like literally started crying. And she was like, oh my God, what's wrong? And I was like, like, look what we've done. Like, look at this. I'm breaking down the numbers. Look at this. Like this, how did this happen? Like, like I'd won it. Like it got, my name got drawn from a hat, you know? Was there some luck along the way? Fuck, yes, there was some luck along the way. But you know, the harder I try on it, the more I make attempts, like the chances of you actually making the goal go higher. I mean, that's just universe, man. It's like gravity. So, you know, but I remember like fucking crying, standing there. I couldn't help it. It just overwhelmed me because it was like confirmation that the effort had gotten me somewhere. That's right. You know, and I do. I don't know, man. It's just a lot to that. It is. It's about being worthy of the blessings that you were given. The more worthy you are, the more blessings that come. But. uh, And then looking for those things, looking for them and you will find them. 100%. It's, 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 it's simple as just putting in the work, being open-minded, looking for the opportunities that come and then capitalizing on those opportunities because they're all around you all the time. And it's about how can you steer away from that negative channel and be on that positive channel 99, 100% of the time. Yeah. Because you will. Reminds me, reminds me of the story. Uh, I heard a thing. It was Zig Ziglar's son. I can't remember his name right this second, but told the story about his dad mm-hmm. where they went to the air. I may have shared this before, but they went to the airport and like, we're going somewhere to present something, or it was like a big meeting or a big conference, something like that. And they really couldn't afford to be late. Like their time was already tight. And when they got up, they said the plane had been delayed. So of course the son's like, I think he's Tom. I think his name's Tom. He's like, oh, Jesus, you know. But he said his dad, Zig, was like wonderful and walks over and sits down and opens his notes. Like, I'll get a chance to study some more. You know, he's like, I get more of an opportunity to sit down and just study a little bit more. And man, that's like, that's the mindset. That is, that, that's, that's literally what I'm talking about. That's, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's it. It's, it's about the further you can get away from negativity. And when I say negativity, I don't mean just, you know, <clears throat> bad thoughts. I don't mean just, you know, the, the shit that just pops up throughout the day. I mean, putting a conscious effort to just be happy with what's happening. Yeah. For sure. As there's always some sort of good. There's always that silver lining, right? Yeah. Always that silver lining. And there was, there was a fucking movie when I was growing up. Um, it's like the little mouse. I don't know. Thomas, Thomas, the mouse. I don't know. I don't know. They always talked about silver linings and I never understood it until I grew up and now I get it. Everything's got a silver lining. Smart son of a bitch. (laughs) It was, I mean, it was it. But you know, that implies this all applies not to just money and success and careers. This applies to your, your home life too. You know, I got this interesting, almost weird little kid. She's amazing. I love her. Sometimes she drives me crazy because she's just so all over the place with, she's real artistic and stuff. So, you know, she doesn't sit down and draw one picture. She draws 25 pictures and they're laying everywhere. But I remember I went in a room one night and I opened the door 
and uh, I'm pretty sure she was already asleep, but I look and dude, she had hung like 30 fucking pictures on her wall, paper taped up. And my initial thought was, oh my God, that's going to tear the paint off when I pull it off with that tape. Jeez, (laughs) man, what is she doing? And then I immediately caught myself and was like, this is only going to last so long. It's not going to be long. She's not going to hang pictures all over the walls like that of our little drawings. She's going to, you know what I'm saying? She's going to go on. She's going to move on, build her own life. Like, I better cherish this shit. And like, God, it warmed my heart, dude. And I was just like, I felt so good. And it, it was 100% right. I walked in there looking at the complaint when I'm only going to get to enjoy that so long. Now, when it's time for her to go to bed and I'm sitting in the living room and I can literally hear her singing at the top of her lungs instead of sleeping, instead of me going, God, kid, you got to go to bed. I'm thinking, dude, it's, it's not going to be long. I'm not going to hear that back in the house. It's going to be quiet because my kid's going to be off at college or wherever. Like, I better cherish that shit. Like, I mean, it, it's it's more than I feel like I deserve. And, I, and now that's the way I look at it. I want to hear her singing at the top of the lungs, out of tune, out of pitch, whatever, <laughs> just like her dad. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Well, if you uh, want to stay on the path and get you some cool gear and enjoy new hobbies or whatever you may be doing, some fitness stuff, make sure you go check out Origin USA and JockoFuel.com. And type in the code GRIND10, and that's G-R-I-N-D-1-0 at checkout. Get yourself 10% off. They, uh, they're looking at us like, hey, you know, you guys are killing it. But what? We need more. We need more from you guys. And they're a huge support system for the podcast. Obviously, the more times that we get to, get to have uh, JP on, hopefully one day we have the old Jocko Willink on the podcast and – really step our game don't up. get me don't don't get me worked up on that all right I, like i i don't want to be let down on that it'll happen pal i need to believe it's what you're saying you got to yeah, believe it to receive it look have i ever let me? you down have i ever let you down other than us having uh, to uh, this uh, podcast because podcast. you were late no uh, mm, mm, that's not what i'm talking <laughs> about have i ever let you down on achieving no, you have not yes no, you have not. on this podcast no you have not yeah I will say you did promise me Matthew McConaughey and that did not happen. As of yet. As of yet, that has not happened. But I believe yeah. you. Well, he's a very hard he's a very hard man to get a hold of. Yeah, I his bet agent, he is. <laughs> his, his agent, man, I, I went all the way down to and I found his his college uh email address. His college email address. <laughs> and then even the one where he was working at the University of Texas, um, I I hit him with that professor email. And still nothing. So at yeah, this that thing's point, probably I'm, got like three hundred thousand emails sent in it because everybody else found it through Google, right? Yeah. Hey, I will so. say props to you. It's one of the main things I brag on about Addison. Everyone is if Addison wants to track somebody down, he pretty much does it. He pretty it's much does talent. it. It's a talent. Yeah. Yeah. It and is, then it's, it's just about uh, being going at that point. And it's like, hey, look, yeah. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna get rid of me without filing a charge against me or just being on the damn podcast. That's, all, yeah. that's the only two options you got. Like, let's just make it easy on you. It's less paperwork. Yeah. Be on the podcast. <laughs> less paperwork, just go on the podcast. All but right, yeah. here, here's, a, here's a takeaway. Here's a takeaway, especially – so here's Addison's trick to that as well. I'm going to give you a little nugget. 
he also like he makes the he makes the assumption he is on their level like they're wasting or his you know he values his time so like when he comes at somebody it isn't like hey please can can you you know we really like it's just an expectation he does the assumed close and it's very very good it's it's part of life man i used to do that at interviews you know people get nervous at interviews and stuff i was like man this dude is the same person as me like at the end of the day we're human so like me getting nervous i could possibly have his job one day so it's irrelevant um yeah you do a very good job of that man i mean like I'm, we're not going to say who the guest was, but probably one of the biggest guests we've ever had on Addison literally wasn't showing up on time. Addison calls the corporate office, gets the personal <laughs> secretary. And is like, Hey, we're, we're sitting here waiting. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just amazing, dude. I was like, no, he didn't just do that. You did. And guess what? Yes. Our apologies. He'll be there in just a second. And <laughs> <laughs> it works. Um, again, James, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, it's always yeah, a pleasure, and I'll see you hopefully before next week. But if I have to wait until a whole other week to see you again, um, then that's what I'll do. Yeah. We need lunch soon. Yep, for sure. In this baby. Uh, grind her out.